What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Get the Bag podcast. I'm your host, Claudia Castro. Got my co-host, Tim Park. And uh, today, what's going on? This is episode 26, I believe. Uh, so we're just kind of rolling through. I still can't believe it's already June <laughs> or July, 4th July. of July. Uh, Coming up. Next week. Um, so we're smack in the middle of summer. Uh, but... Always got the the free game uh, for you guys. Uh, so really excited for today's episode. Uh, but before we get into that, don't forget to subscribe, like this video, follow us on IG or any of our social platforms. I believe all of our links are down below. Uh, but today's episode is really, really cool because, um, you know, this person I, I went to high school with, we go way, way back, graduated in the... 2000s shows us our our age a little bit too um but you know we we're both athletes uh and somehow got connected um through linkedin and like ig you know like people you went to high school with you, you still kind of follow through facebook or instagram and somehow mm -hmm. we reconnected late last year again and uh he was kind of telling me about tech sales and fintech and all the amazing things and kind of his journey and he also is investing in real estate too so um you know really excited to bring him on to share his story and share why there needs to be more people of color in tech. Um, the opportunities are there, you know, talking mm -hmm. about sales, we're in real estate. So we deal with sales a lot. Um, so he's going to break that down. Let's welcome Matt Vasquez to the get the bag podcast. What's going on, Matt? Hey, what's going on? Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. of course, man. Yeah. We, we, we go way, way back. Uh, <laughs> Too far back. <laughs> yeah, when I said two thousands, I was like, "Yo, man, I, I feel old just saying that." <laughs> yeah, uh, my twentieth year reunion is next year, so there's that. Ooh, yeah, that's still going on. I always wonder how that goes because, like, you have to have one person, right, or uh, like a basically um, uh, you, you kind need, of a set group of spearheaded, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. And then a group of I can't think of the word right now, but like, yeah, you need somebody to kind of like lead the charge and get things going. So I always appreciate those people because it's like, I wouldn't do that. Shit. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but awesome, man. I'm glad we can finally get you on. Uh, yeah, I know we so kind of had some schedule stuff, but I think uh, there's tons of value that you can add, especially in the tech space. We haven't really had anybody in tech. Uh, mm -hmm. I have a tech background, but somebody who's like really been in tech pretty much almost their entire professional career. I know you did some fitness stuff, but yeah. still sales, right? Mm -hmm. Sales is kind of like your main background, but tell us a little bit about yourself for, for people who don't know you. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, Gladia and I went to high school together, Delmar, former Dons. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I got into tech about 10 years ago, um, was a uh, general manager at 24 hour fitness was running four different gyms, ended up accidentally stumbling to tech so i had no idea about tech didn't even know what it was i mean i knew what it was but no idea about opportunities in tech and i had a good friend of mine that i mentored at the gym uh he was working at a company called intuit and uh when i was mm. talking to leave the gym he reached out to me and the rest was history i've been in tech like i said almost 10 years 10 years next year so it's wow. been a great wow. journey yeah thank you it's been a great journey ups and downs, roller coasters, uh, different challenges, but probably met some of the best people I've ever met. And uh, one of my mentors is someone that I work with today. So uh, he's been a mentor of mine mm. for 10 years. And um, that's probably the most exciting aspect are the connections that I've made throughout my career. That's awesome. Um, you know, 
a welcome again. Um, I, you know, I'm hoping to hear some, you know, old school stories about G. So, <laughs> but no, um, <laughs> but no, um, I know how, you know, um, especially minorities in tech, you know, so I was in tech for a little bit as well, too. So uh, tech sales, uh, I have a tech sales background as well. So, um, you know, tell us, I guess, tell us how you got into tech, I guess. And yeah. then what was your experience, you know, um, in the space and like, tell us about, I guess, minorities a little bit in that space when you got into it. Yeah. So I guess, uh, like I said, I was at the gym and when I went into tech, I wanted to work right into it. Best, one of the best companies I've ever worked with, um, you know, very diverse, uh, a lot about, they focused a lot about diversity and, uh, one of the big aspects there was, you know, meeting again, meeting connections and having that drive of being trained correctly. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I really didn't understand, like, I didn't really focus on minorities in tech just yet. It wasn't until I got later right. on my career where I started seeing a difference in, I guess, uh, you know, hiring or minorities just in general, mainly uh, on the Latino side, right? Um, yeah. You know, being, being Mexican American, you don't really see too many Mexican Americans in sales or on the tech side as much. Um, so, you know, I was that into it, I uh, did pretty well there and ended up going to a few different startups to help build out teams there. And I was at a certain company and I realized I was the only Mexican on the team. So, uh, yeah. you know, my goal there was, uh, you know, I come from two parents that, you know, grew up, uh, they were pickers at the age of four and five, right, picking in the fields. So I come from very hardworking parents. Uh, my mom worked for she was social services for 30 years. My dad worked in HR for 25 years in tech. And mm. uh, so... You know, having that drive and that that um, also that background in my culture, you start appreciating your culture as you get older. Um, you start wanting to know where you come from, right. and, and that was like a big turning point for me. Was how do I help? How do I help other people that maybe in a similar position didn't know about tech, think that they're at the glass ceiling. This is where they're at, and that's all they can go. Right. So mm. for me, that was a big focal point because you can write your own history, right? You can write your own page, your own story, but how do you do that? What are the tools to do that? And and basically, I feel like it's just lack of knowledge out there, right? So, uh, you know, I've been reaching out to uh, old mentors of mine at, you know, on the football level. Um, I used to also coach high school football. I was a defensive coordinator cool. there. So reaching out to these young kids and letting them know how much opportunity there are in tech. Uh, we're, I mean, we have people that are in tech who've started their own companies. Uh, I've worked with people that right. were, were brand new in tech, never, never even made a phone call. And now they're running departments and they're, you know, a part of you know, C-suite. And so it's, it's exciting to see these mm-hmm. rise. So I, I was at a company and again, I didn't even uh, understand the minorities in tech kind of aspect until I was looking around one day and I was like, wow, <laughs> it's just me right now. So, yeah, uh, right. But I was proud of that. It's just, uh, again, my goal is here is how do, how do we get the tools to kids, right? How do we yeah. understand that? And also how do we let them know this is the, this is the age we're going in, right? You need right. type of tech. I, I, I really appreciate all the, 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 the other aspects of skill level jobs as well. We need those. You can never go without those. Um, there also are other opportunities. And I feel like sometimes minorities, we fall to one bucket sometimes. And uh, right. so I think that's really important is just is knowledge, letting them know there's opportunities. And there's so many in tech. You, again, you can do anything you want in there. If, if you want to learn how to get in real estate, like me and Gladio mentioned, there are tools in tech that will help you even get to that aspect, or you'll meet connections in tech that will, will guide you there. And that's kind of what, you know, even led me to Gladio. We were talking about tech and stumbled upon real estate. And then here we are. Mm-hmm. So, right. Um, so that's a little bit okay. on, on how I decided to, um, to get into, into, into the minorities in tech. Um, about a year ago, 
I don't know, I'm, I'm starting, I'm starting slowly building a company called, um, you know, LITS, it's L-I-T-S, it's leadership and tech sales um, with a high focus on how do we get minorities in tech and getting proper training, uh, making sure that they understand what they're getting into. Um, and then obviously going after people that have that drive. That's the biggest thing is you can teach anybody anything, but you can't teach them yeah. and you can't give them the right. drive. They have to want it more than you. Right. So, yeah. Um, and I guess I learned those skills in coaching where it's like, yeah, I can, I can coach you. I can do the best. We can train you up, but I can't play for you. Right. So yeah, right. that's kind of the aspect of it. I love that. There's so much to unpack in like what you just mentioned. Uh, first off, talking about being Mexican American and the struggles with that. I mean, I'm a first generation um, uh, Mexican American. And for me, that was a struggle in accepting my culture. So a lot of time for for majority of the time through high school, I reject I, I didn't say I rejected it, but I sort of didn't really embrace it because I really wanted to embrace the American culture because my parents didn't really understand it. So that was a, that's a huge th uh, kind of baggage we're carrying already off the top uh, at a very young age. And then also transitioning and, and understanding I've been in the tech space, too, where I'm like, huh. Like, I, yeah, I, I embrace the American culture, but I still feel left out. I don't feel like I belong because nobody looks like me. Um, and so yeah, like you're dealing with all these things. So, um, you know, you've been in tech now, like you said, 10 years. But like, how is that? How have you navigated that? I really kind of want to unpack that of like, sure. did you feel uncomfortable or was it a thing of like you embraced <laughs> it or and how has that evolved now in your position um that you're carrying uh, right now yeah i guess uh, that's a good question so i did not feel it at first um again insulate focuses on a lot of diversity um, and you know coming from like you said i i wasn't even it's not that i wasn't a part of my culture I, like you said i didn't understand it and i didn't embrace it in fact right. i felt more accepted not being mexican-american or feeling mexican-american right mm. so like I, I also felt like i was a part of the the group like, uh, you know, just being right. American, being American right. until I realized I almost wasn't, uh, not wasn't, but more like there are differences. And, uh, yeah. and how, do, how do I embrace those differences? But also, how do I push myself to to shine? And I think that was probably the biggest aspect, big turning point for me when I started into it. Um, there was uh, I was in a class of 35 new hires, uh, well, people that got promoted. So either they got promoted from another position to the position I was hired in. And so being in a class of 35, there was two Latinos, uh, another uh, you know, woman that was in there with me. She's still a friend of mine today. Uh, her name's Veronica, great person. Mm -hmm. um, but then looking around and there's a, there's a lot of minorities in that class. But again, my, my goal there was how do I shine? How do I put my name out there? And I think that was the biggest aspect in gaining respect later on as being a Mexican-American. Um, mm -hmm. Can't just come in and just expect things to happen, right? So. Right. Um, and you have to create opportunities for yourself. So there was a lot of uh, struggles where I doubted myself. Uh, you know, at the time I was engaged and I thought, hey, like, uh, I left the gym where I was extremely successful. Uh, you know, I, I was number three. Uh, I had the number three gym in 497 clubs. Right. So it was wow. why did I why did I do this? Did I leave? I made the biggest mistake of my life. I can't believe I did it. And this is three months in and at tech. And before you know it. You know, I'm going to President's Club, one of the top reps in our, in our, in our industry. And, and then the sky was the limit from there. And again, I didn't face any challenges until probably two or three companies later to where I realized, oh, 
I'm not completely accepted. <laughs> so, mm. uh, which drove mm. me more. I was like, you know what? Perfect. I'm, I'm not, I mean, you don't need to accept me, but I'm going to outshine everybody. I'm going to work harder than everybody. And I have that instilled. And I had a good friend of mine pull me aside. I'll never forget the story. Probably the most impactful question or uh, moment in my career from a minority standpoint. He pulled me aside and we were grabbing lunch. And he said, I, did your parent, you come from money? I said, what? Um, I said, that's a weird question to ask me. I said, no, I didn't come from money, but my parents worked really hard. And he said, both your parents worked? I said, yeah. He's like, that's the difference maker. He's like, um, mm -hmm. figuring out, he's like, the rest of the team is figuring out how are you working this hard? How are you, you know, how are you performing at this level? And it was at a point where everybody's going out, everybody's doing this. Me, I'm putting leads in the system. I'm prepping for my next day. I'm, and the way to be successful is you don't prep for that week, month, quarter you're, you're prepping for that whole year how do you be successful mm -hmm. and and that mm -hmm. was the biggest factor and realizing that i was accepted but not completely accepted and it was mm -hmm. the first time i felt it and i was five years into tech already and had a good track record but that didn't matter it wasn't right. until i had to prove myself at that company which i shouldn't have to right either my my goals mm -hmm. but you have to, sometimes you have to in our position when you are a minority it, it, yeah hard your you gotta prove it for some yeah. Reason. Yeah. yeah for some reason we have to prove it um, for some reason, we have to, not for some reason, there's a lot of reasons why we have to. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, again, it's either you're going to dr drive to that challenge. That's what I want to tell these kids. It's, it's like things aren't going to be handed to you. You know, if, if you're a minority going into an industry that's mainly made up of, you know, just people that are from this country only or don't or don't have an English as a second language or, you know, in, in that aspect of it or didn't grow up in a different environment. You know, um, again, I grew up with parents that worked both jobs and, you know, I'm the youngest of five, so definitely wasn't easy on them. I don't even have kids, and I could imagine doing what right. they did and, and raising us that way. But, uh, you know, that was my mission was giving kids the tools, letting them understand, just like in sports, right? Like, it's not going to be handed to you. You're going to have people tearing you down. You're going to have mm -hmm. people at you. And if, even if you don't see it firsthand, it's happening, right? So right. I think understanding that drive and how to overcome adversity is, is a big component to – you know, where I'm at now. Um, and again, my mentor, his name's Taylor Pena. Uh, you know, I worked together at a company called Social Venue, and I couldn't have asked for a better mentor in my career. This person has put his neck out for me. Um, and, and again, just really told people, like, this is this is the person that will drive and, and bring in results based off of his, his success already, not, you know, who I was or what I was, or any of my color, my skin or anything like that. So my background never mattered, never came up. Um, and for him, it was, it was, it's been a, it's been a pleasure to know him and work for him. And I think that's, again, as I mentioned before, the biggest component is making those connections, but it was hard and uh, challenging. I shouldn't say hard. It was challenging. Um, and I wasn't immediately ready for that challenge. I've never faced a challenge like that uh, when I got to the, uh, my third company in tech. So it was a whole different world. Yeah. <clears throat> I can imagine. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I mean, like, um, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I, I think if you could maybe talk more about like that, maybe that third company where you kind of realize like that moment where, um, hey, you know, you had that, you know, the minority situation or, minority you know, part. I don't look like, yeah, the minority part where like you weren't, you know, it is based on that, right? So it's that it's that aha moment, and I think you know I've experienced that. I'm sure Gladius experienced that as well too. But I think it gives a, you know some of the people that are watching and listening that 
you know, um, it could resonate with them as well, too. So if you could maybe uh, share yeah. that experience. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, the experience was it was it was not much as like a uh, at first I thought minority was like I was the only outside hire from mm. from uh, they, everybody else worked together. At previous time, right? So when, when you have people that are looking already and that's also the other the other aspect that people have to realize about tech is there's like it's almost like high school. If there's yeah. great in tech, right? Where like mm -hmm. if people work together, the people work together in the past, you're you're literally breaking through that circle. Um, so that was kind of I guess the hardest part was realizing I could, I'm doing well from a I mean from a statistics standpoint or performance sure. standpoint, and if for some reason why is it not resonating? Why mm -hmm. is my, why am I not being accepted? And maybe I mean, again I was accepted on certain levels, but on the high end of things there was definitely a barrier in front of me and, and the other, and the other people that I worked with. And, uh, right. Uh, but eventually again, performing and gaining the respect in different aspects, I think it, it just it transitioned everything from, Oh, he's, you know, Mexican American or how is he outperforming us or how is he continuously here? Mm -hmm. What is going yeah. on? And that's when I had my, my good friend of mine pull me aside and was like, Hey, um, do your parents work? Like you come from a different realm. I'll never forget yeah. that. But, um, <laughs> A lot of people come from money in this and where we're in, in this industry. There is a lot of people that come from money. There's a lot of people that don't, though. Um, right. And I think understanding, you know, just that hustle and that work factor. So in the beginning, you know, it's like if you just work hard. I was very naive to the world until about 25, 26 years old. I thought, mm. hey, if you work your butt off, you're going to do well. It'll pay off. Right? You yeah. yeah. Put your head down, you stay quiet, and you just show the results. And that's not the case either. Um, there's so many tools and aspects to that, but that was probably the biggest challenge was understanding: is this real? This is this is yeah. just like, and it was a harsh yeah. acceptance. It was like, yeah, no, how to how to explain it? It was it was reality, and then something clicked, and I said, you know what? Screw it, mm. let's go. Like I'm going right. to show you, really, am, and I deserve to be here, right? Right. So, and I think that was the turning point in, in finding, you know, myself. And it drove me to my culture. It, it drove me to go talk to my father, you know, who worked side by side with Cesar Chavez, uh, you know, to try to get equal wages, you know, from uh, mm -hmm. farm workers and finding out my mother, you know, working, talking to my mother um, and, and, you know, figuring out like her past. And then, uh, you know, from there, it's like, I want to work with more, you know, minorities and give them the opportunities that I have. I, I have, because I, I did have opportunities. And that's the thing is mm -hmm. a lot of don't have the opportunities that I've had and I've been fortunate to have in my career. Um, but also I created a lot of opportunities for myself too. And I think right. that's the biggest component as well is, is are we, are, do these kids know how to create opportunities? Do they know where to go? And we get so, cut such a stigma of this is the way life is and this is how it should be. And, and that's right. it. Right. And mm -hmm. um, so for someone like me, I went, when I got to a certain point, I was like, I want to elevate my life, elevate my career. That's Claudia mentioned. I want to get into real estate and, and do different mm -hmm. things. Everything I'm doing, I, I always think, and how do I, how do I learn and teach others? I think being a good leader is is leading from the front, right? So I think that was also you know gaining respect from other minorities in my group or in my in the workforce, especially at Intuit was you know um, I remember I was at Intuit and they were like, yeah, we had no idea who you were. You came in here and you kind of just started shining pretty quick, and we're like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> Where did he come? Yeah, from? Right. Because I came from the right. outside. I didn't get promoted. That's how we do it. That's how we how do, do it. So, yeah. Like, you know, so, do, man. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was lucky enough to also have support at home with, uh, you know, the, my, my fiance at the time where I'm like, hey, um, I got a call tomorrow. Help me role play. <laughs> like, things like that. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, again, I, these uh, that drive and that aspect, um, you know, I was, I was at a store the other day. I forgot where it was safe And I was just, this young kid came up to me. He heard me talking to my father. 
he was ear hustling me. Um, and he was like, Hey, um, you know, you're in tech. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm in tech. And he's like, I've always wanted to get into it. And then we were talking for 20 minutes and this kid's drive was like on it. And, um, yeah, yeah, I just want to, you know, I'm working three jobs right now and this and that, and I'm doing Uber and all these other things. And I said, you know, just even talking to you, your, your energy is bringing my energy up. Right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I said, here's when you uplift others too. Yeah. You uplift others and, you know, and there's nothing better than winning together. Right. And doing yeah. things together. And I think even outside of just, you know, minorities in tech or minorities in general, it's, you know, watching people that you've started at the bottom with. And then mm. growing into different aspects, and, and you know, right. also I was very accepted in certain groups as well. Like again, I didn't realize it until you know, third or fourth or fifth company I was at that I am Mexican American and I have to embrace it. Right, so right, it wasn't. Right. About, you know, I'm just one of you guys. No, uh, I'm mm -hmm. not. I'm not. Um, and I'm proud to be where I came from. I don't know if mm -hmm. I was. Proud, I don't know if I was really proud before. I didn't under. I was right. not really proud. Right. I wasn't. It's not that I wasn't proud or anything. I just had no idea. Like yeah. I didn't, we didn't have there's to. no book to like navigate that no. when it comes to because yeah. I mean that's what America is, right? We're so diverse, and I feel like our generation um kind of really went through like like the internet stage and like you know, we kind of it's really interesting, like think of like back in high school too, where we just wanted to fit in. At least like that was me, where it's like I just want to fit in and I don't mm -hmm. fit in because they don't understand um my family doesn't understand this culture and so it's like really interesting to like look back of like oh that was so silly of me like well you know but it's just I think that was normal for us navigating like the world then right so much was happening um and yeah. like it's so interesting looking back now of like to it's not too late first off to embrace your culture um because that's one thing like I'm, I'm doing so it's really cool that you're using your uh your background in like tech sales to do mm -hmm. that but i did want to ask like for many people that are joining us who are mostly in real estate what is tech sales like how did that how does that compare to like regular sales or when they consider sales or like cold calling and kind of like unpack sort of like a high level view of like your process of tech sales and like because um, people make bank <laughs> i know from well, yeah um all right i guess i guess uh if you just want to you can't really encompass like it just in one right time, right so there's right. a lot in tech sales um i think again coming from the gym um it's literally uh i was i was very lucky to work at the gym and the reason why is uh, i know it's kind of going a little off topic but we were paid off of our p l's right so we were paid off of like profit and loss statements and mm -hmm. our operating profit so when you when you're understanding finances or you're understanding like how companies work you're able to talk to these companies a lot faster and a lot easier. Right. So I had that background, you know, I didn't come from an Ivy league school. I didn't, you know, have all the accolades that everybody else had. Um, you know, so it was, it was a different, it was different walking into tech for me. I didn't, you know, I wasn't a part of a fraternity. I didn't know 50 people when I got there. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. When I first got to tech, I knew one person <laughs> and out of, you know, into it, you know, 2000 people that were at that company. And at, at first I walked around like a ghost, but uh, as far as tech sales go, uh, the sky's the limit. So I think just getting into a company, I had a young kid I was talking to him and he said, I want to get into tech sales. I said, go to a, go to a big box and a big box. What we mean by big box is a public company, right? Mm -hmm. So the reason why is they have training programs. A lot of times these startups that kids want to go to, or that sounds great. I'm going to throw you in and a lot of work. It's, well, <laughs> yeah. it's, the work is fine. It's more like, how do I even do this? What do I do? Right. And, that sink or swim is just the worst thing you could do for somebody. Throwing, throwing mm -hmm. somebody in the water is not the same as sink or swim. 
Throwing somebody in the mm-hmm. fire when they have the tools and they're, and they're, right. they're ready to go. Sink or swim is good luck. You know, yeah. you don't know what, what we have, but figure it out. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think when I first got to Intuit, it, I was working for a sub company or, uh, under the umbrella of Intuit. It was a company called Demand Force. And I swear, I'm not even lying. I had no idea what we did our first day. Like I interviewed, <laughs> I, had, like, I had a thought process of what was happening, but I had no idea what the company completely did. Right? I was just looking for, to get out of the gym. And I went from you know, managing 93 people to now managing myself and making, going from, again, you know, handling all these different departments to making 120 phone calls a day to small businesses or mid-market businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as like the structure of tech goes, there is a lot of money to be made. Um, I really am a big component of of, of putting your dues in. Uh, It's not going to happen right away. You're not going to make a lot of money. I, I, I took a 50% pay cut to go to the, to start off at Intuit. And mm-hmm. from there, I never looked back. I made, you know, a certain yeah. amount of that. Uh, I made more my first year than I did two years at the gym. And then mm-hmm. from there, it never looked back. But again, the, the structure of the gym is yes, cold. Cause there's going to be cold calling. There's, um, you know, demoing, there's going to be working with strategic partners. There's so much to it. I can't even yeah. get into it yeah. um, too much, but or go dive that deep into it. But as far as like, I guess your question is, you know, how do you get into it? Or like, what's the structure of tech, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, it's important to just get into, if you're looking to get into tech, get into a company that has structure. And then from there, you'll figure out what you're passionate about, you know? Um, and for me, it, it's not as much as like the product, as much as like, which is great. You have the product has to be work and everything like that, but it's more, how are we changing companies' lives? Like, how are we impacting these mm-hmm. companies? And, you know, I fell into e-commerce and fintech and when you talk to these companies and they're growing, I was with companies that were making 250 K a month in sales to two years later, they're doing four or 5 million a month and watching that growth of them and, and, and being a part of those companies. Or when I first started at demand force, you know, you're working with somebody that, you know, owned one auto shop. And then, you know, a few years later, they're opening their second and third and fourth and fifth, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I guess like for me, it's more, working with these people and finding a passion about it. And the money will come if you hustle. Mm-hmm. The money come. And I think in tech, we get something called money eyes where you want to make a lot mm-hmm. faster. <laughs> and um, it's, it happens, happens in real estate yeah. too. Yeah. 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 For sure. It happens, you know, you, you, it does happen, but when you have money eyes, you you lose a lot of strategic aspects to the sale. Um, and, or to right. and, you know, I gave a speech at into it, um, you know, in front of our group and it was, you know, again, how do you plan? How are you how to be successful? And I think there's so many things that people miss. Um, it's the small things. If I'm selling a company, again, to make sure you're successful in tech and for any kids out there, it's anybody you talk to is build rapport, build rapport with everybody you talk to. Um, I was with my nephew in an Uber. The Uber guy wasn't driving. It wasn't driving with us or talking to us at all. I saw something on his dashboard that I could relate to started talking about that before you know it, he opened up about his whole life. And so it's one of these things where these kids that nowadays, like you said, with social media and all those things, they don't have that connection to people. Yeah. And it's yeah. so different. Um, you know, coaching a kid from that's maybe 24 from coaching people like 10 years ago, it's such a different aspect. But right. I think relatability is probably going to be your key component in driving success. And, and the money will come. I promise everybody the money will come as long as you put in the work. Um, you're not, you know, and you have to understand there are going to be setbacks. It's going to be hard. You're going to question mm-hmm. your time. You know, if you don't question yourself, then if, you, if you're never, if you wake up happy every day, like, like this is going well, like not, no challenges, then, then something, you're not doing something right. <laughs> you're not, you're not pushing right. hard enough. Um, yeah. I can't tell you how many nights where I woke up and I was like, 
this is scary. This is, this is terrifying. Um, yeah. uh, I'm going to a new company and there's so much more pressure, whatever it is. But uh, as far as just, you know, skill sets, the, the skill sets I can, I, I just, you know, it has to come from you. Everything else will fall into place. You'll get taught what to do. You'll get taught how to make a process. But that drive, that hustle, and that want it more than the next person, you got to mm-hmm. have. You know, for me, yeah. I always had, uh, I always put somebody. So I always like kind of locked somebody at the company. I was like, all right, I know this guy. I don't know him personally. But I'm gonna get this guy. Like he's always mm-hmm. number one, number two. My goal is to get to him, and so yeah. things like that. So that's kind of, I guess, how I drove myself. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, I think that that's really cool uh, in regards to like when I when I got into tech too. I actually worked like the big box, so worked for AT and T. And then what we did was uh, we were uh, sales for um, internet products, right? So it would be like Google paid advertising it would be uh yellow pages because they actually had yellowpages.com or yp.com at that time so they were selling advertising there too but just to get hired there and then go through a two-week training course intensive training course learning like um how the the pro their process is one right how to enter your sales in the system how to use Mm -hmm. like salesforce um, so that's where I got introduced to CRM systems and how to track your sales and how to follow up with people. And so that's, an, you know, uh, a great aspect of a big box is that they have all those tools to train you the right way. But some of them, like some of the people that went through training, I'm still friends with now, but some of the people that went through training didn't make it through training. So two weeks. Right. So yeah. it's, it's it's crazy because you know tech is like you said it's a it's clickish it's um i think uh you know it also is a small community in tech people don't realize like Very when you're moving yeah yeah small community and um as you move up i think every i know i think in programming at least people move maybe every two to three years to a different company right it but is- they follow they follow people, right? Um, you know, hey, I'm with this startup here. Come, come work over here, and they get all recruiting. More. Yeah, recruiting. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's nonstop poaching. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but to kind of capitalize, I guess, or to, to, to you know, piggyback on what you said, it, the thing about again, I stress about going to a big box is if you get these tools, like again, like you said, how to use a CRM, how to use drip campaigns, how to use emails. How to have the right cadence on everything. Um, the pro- once you get a process down, and if you're successful at one company, I promise you, you will be successful at the next. Nothing changes. Yes, the product's different, the sales cycle's different, whatever you want to say, but the the main tools that got you there are going to be the same yeah, ones that's going to make you successful at the next one. Which is, are you really willing to put in the effort and the work to do to learn? Um, you know, I, I was at a, a different company. Or, well, actually, when I was at Intuit, you know, one of our big, uh, I would go literally go home and study our industry, like figure things out just to get ahead. Mm-hmm. I think it's when people think they're really good at it. So I'll give you an example. The, the top five employees at every company, the top, there's always two people that stay within the top five. The other ones, you'll they'll rotate in, right? Like you'll be top five that month or the next month or the next month. And that's mm-hmm. because the, they don't, they're not doing the same thing that got them there. Like they're having mm-hmm. a good month. And it's, it's great to have a good month, but then why is your next month not good? Right. Like, and, and there are uh, talk about consistency too. Yeah. And they, yeah. Say, you know, when I mean roller coasters, like I said in the beginning, I don't mean roller coasters as far as like months go. I mean, roller coasters in 
learning how to pivot, figuring like how to drop things like, hey, this didn't work. Let's move past it. Let's. Um, right. and I, I think even, you know, even in sports, like it's very similar. Hey, that play didn't work. Boom. That's yeah, how game plan, different game plans. <laughs> you, you, you move yeah. on your feet, right? So especially when you coach it, at, at, you know, at, at a high school level or you're coaching a championship team. And, you know, again, um, again, just at tech, again, the biggest thing is tools will, you have to have those tools ingrained you. And, yeah. um, and that's, that will go everywhere. I mean, I, I'm, I still use the same, some of the same tools I used 10 years ago today. Right. So, mm. right. Um, it's just and, adapting too, because, yeah, yeah. uh, and, and one thing I, I like that, that you said is, um, you know, things you, you have to learn to pivot. You have to learn mm -hmm. to uh, keep up with the industry. That's entrepreneurship too. So like, that's why I always tell people to starting out and especially there's like entrepreneurial bug going around where everybody wants us to quit their jobs or start a business yeah. without having the proper tools. And I saw a reel yesterday with this other guy who's like uh, gone into sales engineering and he was like, you, if you, if the reason you want to start your own business is because you can't work for someone, you're not going to succeed as a business owner. You sure. have to learn the process. So if you can go somewhere and even anybody, it doesn't matter your age. I knew somebody uh, in the U in, in our wholesaling group who um, paused to get a, you know, a sales bootcamp, which I want to ask you about that after yep. um, to get into sale, uh, tech sales. Right. So it's like, it's never too late first off, but like, why not mm -hmm. learn the process and how sales, which is if you're in real estate Absolutely. or many other companies, like that's your bread and butter. If you learn the process, if you learn the drip campaigns, like you mentioned, if you learn like how the, the sales cycles, you can take those skills and, you know, start a business, start a company. So like people don't really like take a step back and, and look at it from that perspective. They just want the like, oh, well, Instagram or this social media post told me I can start a business or I don't need a job. Um, so it's really interesting that you mentioned that because that applies like it applies you, everywhere. You, it applies yeah. everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I did want to like get your thoughts on like the, there's so many tech boot camps too. And if you rec have recommended any, um, if you are starting out or if you think those are useful as well. I do. Uh, so it's funny you ask. Uh, there's I can't remember the company name off the top of my head. So I apologize for that. Um, but my nephew, who's 19, and again, he sees, you know, what I do every day, right? He's, he's you know, I work from home. So sometimes he'll come by and hear me, you know, on my day to day. And, and um, you know he wants to be in business, and I said, "Hey, the first thing, nobody did this when I was 19. So um, right. luckily, you got me, right? So here, let's go. So here's what you're gonna do. I said, uh, before you get to like me teaching you, you need to learn it, and it's best to learn with people at your level, right? Because you're gonna get close to these people. You're gonna learn. You're gonna you know drive. We're gonna you know have that same drive with these people, and you'll you'll figure out who to help you get better." Um, so there are some boot camps out there. I do recommend doing that if you have the ability to do that. Um, so he's going to do a six week course uh, and he's starting his in August. Um, at the same time, he's doing school and it's just a few hours a day where they just teach you how to cold call. Um, I can't remember the company name. I'll send it to you after. Yeah. But there are a ton of companies out there. And I think, you know, it's pretty easy to research. And why not? I mean, I, I, I will go to like even me, I, I, I'll go to, you know, chat with different people just to get their strategies. Like I'm continuing mm -hmm growing every day. If I was the best at my, I'm not the best at my, at, at what I do just yet, or I mean, in, in sales, right? I'm not the best salesperson in the world. Um, and the biggest thing is learning how, learning how to adapt, learn from everybody. And I remember my last day at Intuit, I'll never forget my last day at Intuit, um, before I moved on to a different company, there was a girl there and she was struggling and it was her second or third week on the phone. 
And uh, she asked me, like, what do I do? I said, let's go make calls together. You go a call, I'll go a call. Mm -hmm. Go a call, I'll go a call. She was saying a few things that I was writing down. And this is her first job in, in, out of college. And I've been doing in sales since I was 19. And I'm taking notes from her, right? So, um, you know, boot camps are great. I think, um, you know, even reading online, staying on top of, you know, just like you said, being on your LinkedIn or just talking to people or following articles or following blogs. The tech trends like with AI, for example, like yeah, keeping up with that. Exactly. That's, that's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, even me, I'm like, what is this going on? Right. So, uh, you know, you can, it's, it's, I think it's uh, boot camps are great. I think anything you can do to elevate yourself that the other person is probably not doing. And same thing in football, right? So like, I mean, at Del Mar or higher high school, what were people doing? They were going out, hanging out. Not me. I was studying plays. I mean, I got kicked out of one of my classes because I was going over my plays for the, for our game that night. You know, so uh, just again, preparation and just doing those things and, and just being prepared and, and being able to pivot fast. But uh, yeah, boot, boot camp classes, I, I definitely think that why not do something to help elevate your career? Why not do something that's going to make you better? So. Yeah. And that's something that I've, I've heard, too, is um you know, there's some really inexpensive ones. I think the ones that I, I did look into, Careerist, I think is one. Uh, there's another one, too, I can't think of off the top of my head. But yeah, once you send that to me, I'll, I'll post it in the show notes, too. But I think that's really key is you're you're always a student of the game of whatever industry, right? Like, so you're, you're never comfortable. I think we talk about that because it's so easy to get comfortable, um, especially when you're in like, somewhat cushy job or what you consider cushy. Um, and I think that's where people get stagnant and, you know, stop learning because ego, all that stuff, which we can go on and on and on about. But I did want to sort of pivot and talk about real estate and how you kind of yeah. got into real estate. Cause I know you mentioned you and your dad are investing, but yeah. I, I kind of want to tie in with tech because you're using the money you're making in tech to you know invest so i don't think we've really talked to somebody who's kind of using their job yeah. to invest i guess uh i mean i love what i do uh i think that's just the biggest component to me as well as i love I, when i wake up i'm excited um but as far as like uh, pivoting into real estate um a good friend of mine who also went to delmar um and you know was a star athlete there as well I, I, gosh i've known this guy forever uh, was a mentor of mine growing up or just a good friend of mine. He was in real estate and he got into it what 12 years ago. And he was just telling me about different aspects of it. And I think it's really important as well when you're, when you're dealing with your own finances to have multiple avenues of cash flow, right? Like it, it'd be very diverse in your, you know, your financial portfolio. Uh, again, something that I didn't know as a young kid um, or even right. an older 30 year old, I didn't realize. Um, and learn from learning from my parents, learning that, you know, you, you don't just, it's not just work nine to five every day. There's so many ways to make money and we're barely scratching the surface on how to do that. So right. for me, it was, you know, what am I passionate about? Um, you know, my, my mother and father owned various properties. Um, so it was just something I wanted to fall into. And I reached out to my friend and asked him to mentor me. Um, like you said, for me, there's no ego. I don't care who you are, whatever it is. And, um, you know, he was so successful and he's still he's very successful. And so my, my goal was, you know, I've been lucky enough to be at companies um, where, you know, I've, I've invested in stock and, and these avenues. And it was kind of just sitting there. And I was like, what do I do with this money? Right. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm single, you know, 37 years old. What am I going to push that? And I also want to set up myself up to, you know, not have to like work like my parents did until, you know, it was the end. Right. Or yeah. 70 years old or 65 years old. You know, I want to make sure 
that, you know, I'm, I'm having just different, just different avenues coming in for me. And so I fell into real estate. Um, you know, me and my good friend are working on a, on a deal, you know, uh, that's praying close happens in September, late August, September on a few apartment complexes. And we're, we're going there that route. And I, my father and I both own a fourplex um, that we're building ADUs on and we're going to put two hey, more. Nice. So, um, you know, I, I was telling Gladia, it's almost like starting over in tech. I know nothing. Yeah. And so right. much real estate. It's, it's overwhelming. Um, it yeah. So I think that's also a big thing I wanted to mention is it's going to be overwhelming in anything you do. Yeah. If you're, if you're doing, if you're challenging yourself, it's going to be overwhelming. If you feel like it's, if you feel like it's easy, you're not really putting yourself through the whole test. Right? No, you so. want to feel overwhelmed. If you're feeling overwhelmed or if you feel like it's a lot, that, that means like you're in, you're heading in the right direction. It means you're yeah. pushing yourself. Um, so it's mm -hmm. like getting in that level of like uncomfortability. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, oh, go ahead. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, when, yeah. When you're overwhelmed, it's more like also learning how to take a step back and right. just take a breath. Okay, let's breathe. Now, which way I like to go? Uh, because if, gosh, I, you probably know more than I do, buddy. I'm still such a, a rookie in this game. You know, I barely <laughs> figured out what the wholesaling was a month ago, right? So, um, right. yeah, I know. know. When I broke it down to you, you were like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> Everyone's always like that. Start, yeah, start from the top. <laughs> right, right. Um, but again, uh, I just, uh, yeah, it's, if it's overwhelming, it's going to be overwhelming. I mean, there's, but again, even my, my buddy who would send me stuff, he would be like, hey, check a look at these these places. Or he would give me a task like, hey, I want you to do these and these and these things and tell me your thoughts on it. Not even like find a property for us to invest in. It was just give me your thoughts. What do you think? And it's changing my mindset to now starting to see big picture items. And how do we do this? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the process? And I think getting your first deal done is in any company you go to is like such a high moment in that person's career or, or path or whatever they're doing because it now you're seeing the process firsthand, right? So I think that was a big thing. So yeah, getting into real estate, it's just, it's just more, you know, I wanted to, um, you know, add to my portfolio what I was doing and and using all the hard work that I'm doing now in tech. But uh, the best part is uh, to this aspect is, um, you know, using my skill sets I learned in tech to negotiate or to, to mingle or to meet people or to reach out to old right. to, to contacts that I have. Very transferable skills, I feel like, with what you're doing to real estate. Yeah. And I mean, uh, again, and you can't be shy or have an ego in anything you do. If, like, you know, like, hey, I haven't talked to Gladia since high school. So uh, but I see that she's doing a few. Actually, a friend of mine told me to reach out to you. I don't know if I told you. I think I told you that. Um, and, have, yeah, yeah. yeah. A friend of mine, Danielle, who I've known since, gosh, forever. Yeah. Yeah. We played ball together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, reach out to the, reach out. I was like, I'm trying to get into real estate. She's like, reach out to Gladia. She's always had a great head on her shoulders. And I was like, oh, I remember, I remember Gladia. So yeah, I'll definitely reach out yeah, to her. Yeah. And here we are. So. Yeah, no, doing the podcast. Yeah. You may have to get her on because she's 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 doing all types of stuff. But I think that's also the the power of like that you talk about ego too, right? Like um not the like being okay with not knowing anything. Like and for a lot of us, even for Tim and I, when we first got started, we were almost in that same place as well of like this is really overwhelming. Like, what do we do? But with, like anything, mm -hmm. you just simplify it, right? You just take it one step at a time. And so it's yeah. nice that you had somebody too that to to give you some structure, right? Hey, check these things out and let me know what you think. Because yeah. that's the best way you're going to learn. And now it's like you're picking things up too because you're working in in deals and everything. So I think that's um that's that's huge. Yeah, I think it's also like we're creating a he's creating a partnership with me versus like you know tasking me out. 
you know, or it's just like, hey, you like, uh, you know, being like a gopher for him. It's more like I, I respect who you are. So I would like your feedback on it. Like even, you know, with, with Gladi, with you, I'm like, hey, I'm going to send you a few things. Like, tell me your thoughts. Like, what, I would love some feedback. And I think, you know, even in anything you do as well is getting feedback on things. And right. having, you know, constructive criticism is also good. You know, I, I sent my buddy a deal in real estate and he was like, why do you think this is good? And I gave him my two cents. It wasn't that he didn't think it was good. He just wanted to know where my thought process was. Right, um, right. And I think that also allowed him to see like, okay, he's, he's, he's at this level versus like starting off brand new. So, um, you know, right. using my skills in tech, it's more like, all right, I know how to identify what good looks like. As long as you tell me what I should be looking for, I can quickly identify, mm -hmm. not quickly, but identify what good looks like, then refine your process and you'll be fast. And then things will just come and, and now we're rocking and rolling. So, and in tech, I think that was probably uh, another aspect is, it took so long to gain a process that was just streamlined and like mm -hmm. yeah. when you're making 120 calls a day and you're just trying to turn and burn and before you figure it out now you're making 30 calls a day or 40 calls a day 50 and they're strategic calls and now you're just now you're right. the game. so i feel like it's very yeah. similar in real estate you can call all these people that you know again are in default and all these other things that you can do just to try to get there but again you'll be able to streamline like are, on, on what that kind of default means. Are they in, in, in are they foreclosing? Really? Are they not foreclosing? Are they, you mm -hmm. know, again, I don't, I mean, for me, it's just so brand new. It's such a brand new area. Uh, and for me, I'm excited to learn about it though. I think that's the other thing is you, yeah. You Excitement. You yeah. And you know, are you, are you like seeing your future? Are you seeing where you can go? And is it a part of your five, 10 year plan? And, and right. how it's elevating you. And I think, um, you know, setting goals. I, I heard, a, I heard somebody say this once and I really liked it is, Instead of instead of celebrating like instead of setting small goals, set a big goal, but celebrate um, milestones. You know, with right. the one the process, thing. the progress. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, actually, I think it was uh, the founder of one of my companies I was at. It was um, he said, uh, you know, instead of celebrating like our big big goal was to you know I don't know buy out a new buy out a company. So that was our big goal, but we celebrated milestones along the way. We didn't have like. Oh, we just want to get to 50 employees or 100 employees. We knew what our big goal was, and we celebrated milestones along the way. And I think that's mm -hmm. also something I think is really helpful. Yeah. And I think you bring a, a good point in your mentality in, you know, being more of a partner and, you know, trying to learn, uh, especially in real estate. I think that's important, too, just because you're getting into something very new, but at the same time, you're uh, learning from someone else. But that relationship is more of a partnership instead of a, you know, uh, understudy like or something like down. that. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, uh, but again, like I said, you have to be willing to put in the work with it. And so it's like, how do you balance life? And I think that's also a huge aspect is how do we balance life in this crazy world that we're in um, from just, you know, being at work and, and, and you know, helping, you know, my company grow. I'm at a startup right now. And so, um, you know, working on my weekends and again, you, priorities take place, right? So when I got into real estate, I said, okay, goodbye to things that weren't important to me anymore. Like these things are things that are not going to get me to where I want to go. So I'm going to walk away from those things. Um, mm. I'm going to also not disconnect, but maybe set, push people a, a little bit aside that I'm sorry, not a part of my path. Right. And I think mm. eating people that are part of your path more, and then you realize it's okay. They're running a different path and that's fine. That's their path. Mm not meeting up with my path, right? So I think that was also a big component. Like, you know, I don't go out, I don't drink really, I don't do any of those aspects. And I'm laser focused on, you know, if my buddy sends me a, th a listing, he's like, I need you to go see this house on Saturday. 
I'm going to see that house on Saturday. Uh, right. I'm going to see these real estate agents. I'm developing connections. I've probably met more real estate agents in the last three months than I'd like to count. So, um, <laughs> but again, it, it's just it, I think it's having that that drive and that effort where you are going to use your time and, and it is going to be tiring and it's exhausting. I, I went to see like five houses in one day and I was dying. I was like, yeah, on a Saturday, which is normally people are like, Saturday is my day off. Well, it's not a day off. (laughs) So, yeah, right, right. So it's like, and again, people think like, oh, I'm off work. Let's let's go to happy hour. No, I'm off work. I'm going to enjoy my family time. But in my downtime, I'm just sitting there. Yeah, studying. Going on Instagram and just scrolling up and down. I'm putting in leads in or I'm trying to send out emails for my calls the next day or whatever it is. Right. So it's also that aspect. I love that. I know we have uh, just a couple minutes here, but I know you mentioned uh, there are some tools that you're using to help with real estate. Is there any like that you use in tech as well? Is there anything specific or um, that that's kind of helping you like during this whole transition as you're kind of getting into real estate? Um, you know, like, I, have, I have like three or four tools. I can't remember them off my back for real estate. Actually, no my pressure. Buddy, my buddy said to me, um, but I have like, I know initially I went off like the MLS because that's all I knew. Right. And right. then um, my buddy sent me a list of um, like code violations. Right. So I was going mm-hmm. on code violations. And I think it's like, and then there was a, like another list on uh, people that were defaulting on their, on their, on their mortgage. And one, how can we help them out? Or maybe we can, you know, again, be that source. So again, there's like different aspects to real estate. So it was like, I was trying to hit too many corners. I think that was my problem in the beginning. I was, he was tasking me out to do so many different like avenues to where right, like, right. I now wanted to focus on just income property. So that's all I'm doing now is we're just focusing on, a, on, a, on an apartment complex. Yeah, I'd rather focus on the long game. And I think in real estate, I don't know, you, you two could probably tell me better. Everybody, you can. It's I think, like you said, the money eyes thing is they just want to buy a house and flip it and make money. Like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's but right. uh, you know, again, that's a lot more risky, and and you have to calculate it. And time too. Time. I think Tim, we we're just talking about this too about um, yeah. property. I think you're looking at in Kansas City, and you're like, yeah, it's a flip. It's a, I can make this amount of money, but I'm like, well, how big of a flip is it? Like, how much time? Yep. Especially if when you're virtual or out of state. That takes if that takes a lot of your time, you're taking time away from doing other things. And so that that's always a balance. Mm-hmm. And one of my mentors has talked about like you shouldn't be unless it's like it's a very straightforward flip, you shouldn't be flipping like huge projects because that's gonna take away from your active income or income that you could like instead focus on wholesaling, stacking your cash and being able to then invest that into something. So, um, yeah, I'm spot on. I mean, you're, you talk, you talking about like money eyes or whatever we talk about all the time with wholesaling and mm-hmm. counting your deal, counting your check before your deal even goes through. Like yeah. we've definitely done that where it's like, yeah, we lock in a buyer. It's going through title. It's like, Oh, we're good. A good 20 K maybe it's like, there's a freaking lien on the property. Oh, they owe taxes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. dwindling mm-hmm. down. Oh, it's it's just stuck in title or this and this happened and then the deal's dead. And like all that energy that you put in and like counting your your money is, is gone. So it's like focus on the process. Don't be married to anything because as an investor, we shouldn't be married or there should be no emotions attached to anything. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the biggest thing. And I think that can apply to anything, right? And like 
even in your industry in tech sales like don't be married to whatever like until the deal closes like then you know celebrate those little wins but um, right. I think that's an important aspect uh, yeah i that. think um just kind of capitalize on that is i think even in tech right so what we do is how do you break up your day versus what deals you're going after right so do you, you you're like your your bucket the way i do it's like five to ten percent should go after huge deals but mm-hmm. i don't spend much time on those I spent. I, I basically have touch points with those things, and and if, it, and if as long as through the whole process, because some deals in tech take six, nine, a year to close. So if I'm only going after those, like I'm going to be missing every month. You need that momentum. Yeah. So like, what you do is you spend a majority of time on you know smaller deals. You spend it's um, you spend a majority, and then you spend the rest of your time on deals that can close or deals that you can handle now. And like you said, the worst thing you can do is say, hey, I got two deals closing. And then we, we used to call them like, where's it at? It's lost in the matrix. <laughs> like, we, never, <laughs> we never see that deal come in. <laughs> right. Uh, so like, and then that's the worst thing you want to do is to have your boss be like, hey, man, you said you got a deal coming in. <laughs> where's it at? You know, don't say nothing until you that deal is crossed the line. Until those those contracts are signed. Don't, right. you know, you, you, keep, you keep your head down and keep grinding on it. Oh, but um, so I feel like the same thing in real estate. Like, are we, am I, what time management do I have? Am I focusing on wholesaling a certain amount of time? apartment complexes or income property or rentals, whatever it is, like, how am I, how am I breaking up my time? I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's kind of uh that's kind of the journey that I've come in. And yes, I, I will say that the, you know, things that mistakes or not mistakes, but there's challenges along the way. So if anybody looking to get into tech, you gosh, it couldn't be more of a time than now, you know? Right. I've been, I've been seeing that even more. I'm seeing that even more. And it's okay if you're in real estate, even starting out. Again, these skills are transferable. Why not learn the process from a big box company mm-hmm. um, yeah. where, you know, can show you that. And then you can still be working your real estate business while you're building that out. So um, I think the time to make money, again, is is now or stacking up on your cash because of the, where the market's going. There's going to be huge opportunities to really get really wealthy in the next um, year, year or two. Um, But I know to close out, I want to, I think you mentioned you do some coaching, but I kind of wanted to see like kind of what kind of closing it out with uh, diversity in in tech is like, where kind of do you see um, that moving forward as, as, as tech becomes what it, what it's becoming with like AI and everything. What, what, what do you see maybe companies doing or what, where are you hoping and whatever the company you work for to like build that inclusive environment for, you know, black and brown communities, um, minorities to um, get into something like tech, tech sales? I think, I think it starts off at, uh, at a young level. I think it's in like, again, my, my goal when I was, you know, hopefully starting my company as far as just from a diversity standpoint was reaching out to high school level, uh, reaching out to junior colleges, um i never i never talked to anybody in tech until i was again 25 i didn't even know the world was out there right i didn't know people were making this much money or allowing to have like time management at home and you know at the gym i was working 8 a.m to 11 p.m right so every day for six days a week so you know understanding that life balance but yeah i think it starts off at the at the youth level um you know and it starts off figuring out i mean in high school i feel like there's career day and all these things but what, what are they what careers are they talking about right right like what what are we what, what are we highlighting here are we highlighting a nine-to-five job or are we highlighting the skill sets that is going to drive your whole career your whole life so i think mm-hmm. that's where i want to go to is, is is figure out like how can we impact people in high school and give them direction just like they used to do in the 70s or whatever you know with like skill jobs 
You know, they used to have right. shops, right? They used to have things that were going to yeah. in the economy at that time. Well, where is that nowadays in tech? Right. So where's that nowadays? We don't have that. We don't have that. We don't have like, right. you know, cold calling clap courses or just just like right. how to how to send emails out. Nothing like that. It's no. literally a book report and then it's handed in. Like, how has it not changed? Right. So well, uh, we talk about like taxes, right? Or like, how do you yeah. do taxes? Like, there's no there was never right. a class for, like a life class like that. Yeah, they don't want, but under like they don't want us to know. That's no, that's the thing, right? Like, so I think, <laughs> like, I mean, come on, they didn't. They, I mean, they're teaching kids what a credit score is, right? How yeah, exactly. What an IRA is, what a CD is, how to how to like create generational wealth. That's not there, right? Yeah, right, right. not from like the baby boomer time where it's you work nine to five, American dream. That's that's dead. I'm sorry, that's gone. Yeah. Um. So that's just kind of where my goal is, is to figure out at the youth level is how do we inspire these kids and let them know the opportunities mm -hmm. in the world for them. Yeah. And it's funny that you said that about the 401k is like when I got my first job, like my parents never worked like corporate America or anything. They didn't have 401k. And, you know, my mom was like a housekeeper and, you know, my dad um, kind of was a machinist and stuff. So it wasn't a, a, a factor where when I did get my first job, and they hand me this paperwork for 401k. I'm like, what? what is it? Like, sure. I don't even know, right? So, yeah. you know, just things like that, that you get into the workspace and no one teaches you about if it doesn't come from your family or other people, a mentor or whatever, it gets, that you yeah. get into a certain space, right? Exactly. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's just, like I said, it's knowledge in the industries and knowledge in time. If you, you don't, you only know what you don't. You know, so, yeah, exactly. And if you don't know where to find the information, then you're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna think that you're doing all that you can. And, right, right, right. Okay, so I love that. Well, what before we head out, how um, what do you want to leave the audience with today? Because you unpacked a lot. I think you dropped a lot of gems, as we call them, uh, gold nuggets. <laughs> um, but what do you want to leave the audience with, and how can they reach you? Or reach out to you yeah um you know i'll give you my contact you have my contact information so definitely various ways to reach out to me you can follow me on linkedin um whatever whatever various different avenues but i think just leaving the audience with look whatever you're passionate about whatever you feel like you love doing do it don't let anybody stand your way there are no there are no glass ceilings get that logic out of your mind and i think we're told like this is as far as you can go sorry bullshit you can't that's that is a lie you can you can fly as hard as you want as long as you're willing to put in the work, um, and and don't be don't have an ego don't have a chip on your shoulder, you know where where you don't want help ask for help that's the biggest thing ask for help don't sit there it's like in high school where you you know you're doing math and you look up and they're on a whole different section and you just sit there quietly because you're behind like don't right. do that right ask for right. help and you'll find out that more people are willing to help you, yeah. if you ask them but they're not going to volunteer their time to you. You know, right. you need to ask me for help and I will help you. So ask mm -hmm. for help and don't worry if you don't have it figured out. I'm still figuring things out. So um, that's the last thing I'll leave. I love it, Matt. Well, so uh, much appreciate we're able to get you yeah. on because I think you offer a ton of value and happy to check in with you down the road and, and seeing kind of where you're doing um, with the youth and getting um, people into tech. Because uh, I think that's going to be huge over the next five or 10 years. I think that's going to revolutionize our world. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I said, maybe we have another conversation on AI. But again, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we'll definitely connect. May work some deals for sure on the real estate side. 
Um, yeah, but no. No, oh, thank, you both, thank you both for your time. And I'm, uh, you know, excited. I watch you guys' podcast. So I'm excited to continue following both of you as well. Awesome. Well, appreciate everybody who yeah, tuned in and who will be tuning in. Don't forget to follow us, like this video, subscribe to our channel. We're on here every week. We'll be back next week. But uh, till then, have a great weekend. Happy 4th of July. Catch y'all later. Thank you, everybody. See you Happy soon. Peace.